Okay, well, um, let's have prayer, and then we can begin our time. Our Father in Heaven, we thank you so much for this day, and thank you for this class time that we can share together to study the Bible. Please help us so that we can learn many good lessons together, and we can understand more about your true wisdom and your love, your character, and your plan for our lives. For this we thank you, in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm. Okay. Alright, we are in Mark 3. Or did we get to 4? Did we start on 4? I think we did. We got... Yeah, we're on chapter 4, verse 21. Hey, we're moving along. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, verse 21. Okay. And uh, yesterday we looked at the parable of the sower already. We talked about that. And now we're going to look at the lamp on a stand. Do, would you like to use the other Bible that's the same as, as this? Is it better? You, you want that one? Do you like that one? Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well then, how about Crystal can read the first one for us from verse 21. Jesus said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put in under a large bowl or a bed? Don't you put it on its stand? What is hidden is meant to be seen. And what is put out of sight is meant to be brought out into the open. Everyone who has ears should listen. Think carefully about what you hear, he said, as you gave, so you will receive. In fact, you will receive even more. If you have something, you will be given more. If you, if you have nothing, even what you have, you will be taken away from you. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, what is this principle that Jesus is talking about? Uh, he mentions this lamp, right? If you light some lamp, do you put the lamp underneath of a like cover? Do you put something over the top of the light? What do you think? No. No. Yeah. What do we do with the light? We put the. We can see this, not the under. Hmm. Yeah, we put it somewhere, right? Uh, so that we can see the light everywhere. Okay, so uh, Jesus brings out this idea, and he says, don't you put it on a stand, basically, so everyone can see it. And he says, uh, whatever is hidden is meant uh, to be disclosed. Whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to, to hear, let him hear. Um, especially in the context of the gospel, or the good news about God. Uh, Jesus is saying, this is something you don't want to hide, right? Um, this is something that we want to, we want to show um, to others. We want to share God's love. It's too good to just not talk about it, right? Yeah, it's too good for us. <laughs> Some things uh, you really should talk about. And Jesus says, this is something that you want to put on a lampstand. This is, this is good news that everyone should know something about. They should hear about this. So we, we want to put Jesus and His Word on a, on a, like a lampstand, 
so that many people can see the light coming from it. She, she read the four, not three. Yeah, it's correct. It's correct. So, I thought I, when I, this morning I said three and four, but I was wrong. We're actually on four, chapter four. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's right. That's right. We because we we talked about the parable of the sower and the seed in the soil. We we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. So I I forgot when I said that this morning. <laughs> okay. Um, so this lampstand. Now Jesus talks about that in other places. When we read the different Gospels, like Matthew, he brings out the same idea. And he says, you are to be the light of the world. First, Jesus is the light, but he says also you are to be a light to the world. To take the, the light of Jesus to the world. Right? Um, and uh, don't want to cover it up. Then verse 24 says, carefully consider what you hear. He continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. And whoever uh, has will be given more. Okay, whoever does not have, even that which he has will be taken away from him. Okay, what is this? Um, the measure you use. Okay, so you give, and he says it will be given to you. All right, the more you give, the more blessed you are, the more you receive. Usually in this world, the principles are very selfish, right? We think, okay, well, I can hold on to this and not spend it, and I don't want to give to that or those people, you know, and I will have more for myself, more and more and more for me, right? Well, Jesus says, no, 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 you, you give, right? Don't try and hold things for yourself, but you give to others and you watch how God blesses you and watch how the joy comes back to you. He says, you'll be given even more. Uh, maybe not always money, but certainly God's blessings and true happiness. Sometimes also lots of money, or, or, or sometimes just money that you need to live, right? Now we can give different things. Sometimes we can give money. Uh, other times we give service. You know, we lend a hand. We give our hand to help somebody, right? So there are different, different ways that we can give. And especially with the gospel, we should give. If you give lots of the gospel, lots of the gospel will come back to you too. Uh, if you take a little bit that you know and you share that little bit, you just bless it, uh, you know, invest it, invest that little bit, share with somebody, God will bless you, and also you'll learn more. Yeah. Maybe you say, oh, I don't know very much about the Bible, but I know something. And if you know something, share. Yeah, try it. If you tell somebody about it, uh, you watch, you will also be blessed. Yeah, it's very true. Um, like for me, I love to share things from the Bible. Yeah, it's a blessing, I think. Anytime, I always learn something new. Every time I learn something new. Uh, when we just study the Bible together, we talk about it, it's always something new to learn. Yeah. Alright, so Jesus says, whoever, whoever has will be given more. Um, and whoever does not have, even that which he, which he has will be taken from him. Now, this is, when Jesus brings this out, he's also talking about selfishness, selfish characters, like somebody, they think they have a little bit, okay, and they don't really give anything, and they just hold on to it. And Jesus says, well, you think you have some, but even what you have will be taken from you, because you didn't use it right. 
you didn't invest it. It's kind of like the principle of exercise. If you exercise, your body will grow, your muscles will grow. Right? If you don't exercise and you have a little bit, what will happen? You have some muscle, but you, have, you never exercise, you never use it. What will happen? It disappears, right? Even what you have is taken away. <laughs> it just goes away, right? This is what Jesus is saying, you know, about um, having and giving. Yeah. If you have some, more will be given to you. As long as you're giving, right? You're giving, more will be given to you. Okay, if you have it, you share it, more comes. Okay, but then you think, oh, I have some, a little bit, but I don't share anything. Even what you have will be taken away. Jesus is saying. So we cannot be selfish, we must be giving. Yeah. Okay, then uh, verse 26. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. Kernel. Uh, the kernel, uh, full kernel in the head, okay. That's how it's growing. And then verse 29. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Alright, thank you. So the sickle is that, that kind of a curved knife, you know, that they use to cut like the, the rice harvest or whatever else. Yeah, they can cut with that. So uh, the, Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. And he gives us a very natural example, right? Jesus often did this. He would teach by some object lesson, uh, something that um, he saw in nature, he observed, and he teaches the spiritual lesson from this thing, right? So. Uh, a man scatters seed on the ground. Again, somebody's planting, right? They're, they're putting something good out there. Again, what is the seed? What do we learn about seed? Gospel seed. It's like the Word of God, right? It's in spiritually speaking, okay? Uh, we learned about that yesterday with the parable of the sower planting the seed, which is the Word of God, right? Uh, so, here he says, a man scatters the seed on the ground. Somebody shares something about the gospel. They talk about Jesus. Maybe they share God's word, right? And, uh, and so then night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how, right? Just naturally speaking, you know, we put some seed in the ground. We go to sleep. We get up. You know, we go and check. Oh, look, it's growing. Maybe we put some water on it. But we don't know the mystery of how that grows. We didn't make it grow. It's life, right? Somehow it just grows, like it has God's blessing. So this little seed begins to grow. All right, we don't know all the mystery about that, but uh, no matter what we do, it's still there. The seed is there, and it's growing. Sometimes people throw a seed, and they totally forget about it, right? And next thing you know, if you come back through sometime in the future, you can see that tree, I mean, that seed became like a big tree or something, right? Um, so this is, this is what God says. If you just throw the seed, maybe you don't know exactly what will happen, right? Because maybe God is working and the little seed is going to be growing, right? 
So even though you're doing something else, but God is blessing that little seed, and it's growing. Yeah, and so God's God's heavenly kingdom is like this, um, that uh, our faith grows also like that little plant, right? Maybe maybe we think, okay, my faith is very small, my my knowledge about God, we think it's very small, right? Okay, but it's kind of like a little seed. And Jesus says that seed can grow, right? That faith can grow, yeah. And it, it doesn't happen just like oh, suddenly overnight, okay? Uh, nothing and then, blah, tree. Okay, <laughs> it doesn't usually happen that way, right? There's a process. And Jesus says it's very natural uh, that the seed is growing and then it says the seed sprouts and it grows, though he does not know it. All by itself the soil produces grain, and God can produce our faith also. First the stock, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. That's the fruit. So the plant is coming up, it's growing, and then it's producing beautiful fruit. Beautiful fruit. Jesus says our faith is like this, you know, um, that our faith can really grow. And we can have this beautiful fruit that comes from God. This is, this is character fruit, like the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, right? goodness, gentleness, uh, meekness, faith, faithfulness, self-control. Um, these are the fruits of God's Spirit, right? character fruit. Yeah. And then it says, um, okay, the full kernel in the head, as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. So um, there's a day when also we get to be together with God again. And he's, sometimes this is also called the harvest, when Jesus comes the second time. So uh, his people are ready, and Jesus says, I come for my people. Yeah. So very good um, picture that Jesus gives us. Very good illustration about the spiritual truth. Okay, maybe um, I always get yes, Susan, Susan. Okay, from uh, verse 30. Again, he said, What shall we see the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable? Uh -huh. Parable should we use to decide, describe, describe it? Describe it. Uh -huh. It's like a master, mustard seed. Uh -huh. Which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground? Yet when plant it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branch uh -huh. that the birds of the air can preach in the show. Shade. shade. In its shade. Okay. And this is perch. Uh, perch means to sit. Right? So the birds can perch or sit in the shade of this, uh, this big tree. So, um, another, it's another way that Jesus uses but to perch. Uh, perch is like a place to sit. Uh, so usually like there's a branch and the birds will grab the branch. Okay. And sit there. Okay. They are perching on the branch. Uh, and also the branch can be called a perch uh, where the birds are sitting. Yeah. So uh, the birds, they perch in its shade, means they, they sit there in its shade. Yeah. So this is another picture that Jesus gives.
to describe this kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Um, he says, what is it like? Or what parable shall we use? Parable is a story to illustrate a truth. A story that tells us many lessons. All right. um, so he says, it's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Very, very tiny seed. Right? But he says, when it is planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all the garden plants uh, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. So uh, not only is the, does it become a big you know, tree or plant, um, but it even supports the life of other creatures. So the birds can come and enjoy this tree. Uh, Jesus says, our faith is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. It starts very, very small, like a tiny, tiny little seed. Um, but it will grow. Our faith can grow. And someday our faith can be also like a big tree, right? And the birds can come and even be supported. So uh, our faith can even support the life of other creatures, right? People can enjoy that faith, right? Um, this is how Jesus pictures this. And that's good news, isn't it? We feel like, oh, my faith is so small. Jesus says, well, it starts that way, right? But we can have more faith. We can share our blessing with others and help mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. like this. This will also, right? Jesus says you give and more will be given. Yeah, so if you have a small blessing that God gave to you, oh, try to share this blessing. And then also watch, God blesses it even more. Yeah, yeah more you give and more will be given. Hmm. That's a good point, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the birds get to be happy. Um, verse 33 and 34, let me read that part. It says, With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as many as they could um, understand, as many things or parables as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything. So, yeah, as he spoke, he always used these different kinds of stories and parables to teach. And uh, there is a place where the Bible actually prophesied in the Old Testament. It says, when the Messiah comes, he will speak in parables. Right? Uh, he would actually teach with these type of stories. So, the Old Testament prophets that lived thousands of years before the time of Jesus, um, they said, when the Messiah comes, this great teacher, he will use these parables to speak. Right. So Jesus, he taught like this. Right. So very cool. Um, all right. Let's read then from verse 35. Betty? Jesus comes the stone. This day will evening comes, came. He said to his disciples, let's let us go over to the to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, uh, they look him alone, just as he he was. They took him alone. Along, took, took him, him along, along. Uh, yeah. Just as he was uh -huh. in the boat. There were also also other boats with him. A furious uh, squall. Furious squall. Uh, furious is like very angry and stuff. Yeah. Um, Squall, this is like a, like a, a squall can be like, kind of like a fight or a big storm. Um, here you have what, uh, what is it? Uh, Jilpung? Yeah, yeah. Jilpung. 
Swamped is like filled. Drunk. Yeah, totally drowned. Yeah, swamped with water, uh, filled with water. This was in the storm, uh, sleeping on a cushion. Cushion, yeah. Now the stern is part of the boat, right? You have this boat coming down, and there's like this uh, thing that goes through the middle. So the stern is kind of like down in the, the bottom part mm -hmm. of the boat, towards mm -hmm. the front. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The disciples woke him and uh, said to him, Teacher, don't, uh, don't you care if, you, if we drown? He got up, uh, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obeyed him. Obeyed All right. Him. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, very amazing experience, right, that they had with Jesus. Uh, as they're going across the water uh, on, you know, in this boat, uh, Jesus just spoke the words for that storm, and it stopped, right? Uh, this, is, this demonstrates, again, the power of God. That actually the one who can control nature is God. Now, this world today is out of control. A lot of times nature is out of control. Um, we have so many earthquakes. We have so many uh, tornadoes and big storms and things. Uh, this is because of sin and because of our separation from God. Right? Now, keep in mind, God does stop a lot of things. Right? But also... Um, in some ways, he allows different forces of nature to run their course, you know. Um, so, this is because of separation from God. But the Lord can control. And I do believe in the new earth, we're not going to see that stuff. The Bible talks about new heavens and a new earth, okay, um, after Jesus returns a second time. Probably we'll talk about that later in our class. But anyway, um, in the new heavens and the new earth, uh, things will not be so crazy because there's no death, no pain, no suffering. Uh, those things are gone. So uh, you don't have to worry about some hurricane coming to destroy your house or some tornado or something like that. Right? Um, but this is a very uh, amazing story, I think, about God's power and also about the peace that we can have with Jesus. You know, Because here they are going across the water and uh, this big storm comes up, and there's waves tossing everything. The boat's going up and down. You know, it's very turbulent. Have you ever experienced that in your life? Does your life ever feel like that? Not that severe. <laughs> <laughs> not that severe. Right, maybe not. But, you know, sometimes we get caught by surprise. You know, terrible things that happen. You know, I'll tell you a very short story. Uh, some of my friends, uh, a good friend of mine, um, from from high school, uh, he was living with his dad and his brother and his mom. Okay, so just family of four. And a couple years back, uh, his mom was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, they said she got cancer. And so anyway, she was 
you know, praying about that, and her family was trying to support her and stuff. And then uh, she ended up actually dying from the cancer. Yeah, now she also believed in God, um, and she tried, she said that she also had peace with God. Uh, but anyway, she died from the cancer. So the family was kind of going through this, you know, and uh, I think it's been now about maybe two and a half or three years, I think now, since that happened. Yeah, but uh, I think that's, that's still a lot to go through, losing your mom, right, and then, then you know, losing a wife. Uh, and then just recently, like maybe three or four weeks ago, okay, there was also some more bad news that came to their family. Um, this is when I was still in America because I, I went to visit my family just a month ago. Uh, so I heard about this story, but my friend, my friend Mitchell, he's the one I went to high school with. We knew each other really well. Um, I, was, I was even planning to visit him when I was in America. I wanted to go by and see him, but um, actually he died. My friend, my friend. Yeah, 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 he got killed. Uh, like he was with his friends and they were uh, like hiking and they went to a place called Feather Falls. Yeah, Feather Falls. This is in Northern California. Yeah, and it's, so Feather Falls, there's a really big waterfall that, that like goes over into this really big uh, stream. It's in the Feather River. It's called the Feather River. So anyway, uh, he and his friends were up there hiking around near the, near the like, top of the waterfall. And he went near the water somewhere to like wash his shirt. And he got into the water, like he fell into the water somehow. And so actually the water just uh, pulled him down and over the falls. Yeah, maybe like, uh, I think, 200 meters or more, he fell. Yeah. And they never found his body. Yeah, they were looking for a long time. I still haven't heard if they found it, but, but they were looking for, they were looking and they couldn't find, uh, yeah, him. But, so, you know, this is really sad for their family. This is a terrible time. Um, so, but anyway, they're still, many friends are helping them and, uh, and praying for them and, you know, encouraging them. Uh, so I also got to talk with his dad on the phone and we prayed together. And so, but anyway, this is something that's just very shocking, you know, and something that we, that we did not expect to happen. Uh, so, there's many things like this that could happen in our life where we think everything is okay, you know, but then suddenly something can come into our life. Yeah, that we never expected, right? So I think also that the disciples, when they're on this boat, uh, they, they probably didn't expect that some big storm would come like this, you know, because the, the water, when they left, the water looked very calm, you know, and for, for a good part of the journey, the water was calm. But when they're out there in the middle of the lake, suddenly this huge storm just comes on them and the boat starts shaking, rocking, and the water is tossing into the boat, right? And so they start to worry, you know, and they start to panic. Sometimes when really difficult things come, then we start to worry, you know? Now Jesus, okay, Jesus had fallen asleep in the boat, right? Jesus was still sleeping, <laughs> okay? Um, Jesus had peace, right? But the disciples did not have peace 
right? They're like, Jesus, wake up, you know? Why are you sleeping? Don't you care? We're going to die. We're going to die, Jesus, you know? Do something. <laughs> so, um, as Jesus, you know, as he gets up, of course Jesus cares. Of course he cares, right? But also he wasn't concerned. He wasn't worried, right? Uh, Jesus maybe had a different uh, outlook on this situation. And uh, maybe they should have known, okay, if Jesus is in the boat with us, it's going to be okay. Here is the world's Savior. Here is the Messiah. You know, here is God's miracle worker. Probably we're not going to die. We're not going to drown, right? Because Jesus is in the boat. Yeah, maybe this could have been their, their reassurance, right? Um, and we can also know that if Jesus is in the boat with us, even if the storm comes, even if the waves come into our life and it's really bad, uh, we can know that Jesus will still be our helper. Jesus will still help us through whatever that situation is. Right? Um, of course I know, but uh, the disciples is a human being. Yes. So when, the, uh, when, they, uh, when they met the storms, the severe uh -huh. storms, uh -huh. it's a natural thing. Yes. The, uh, sure. Natural factors. Because mm. uh, they're trying to depend upon themselves. In a way, so uh, it, okay. If they knew, okay, they should have known. Also, Jesus, He can save us from this, right? They've seen. Jesus rebuked mm. them. Yeah, He says, "Oh, you have little but faith, they, right?" I think that is a better thing <laughs> when the well, uh, mm. few things come. He okay, yeah. In in some ways, you could say he rebuked, but he kind of questioned them. Uh, especially, it says he rebuked the storm. He especially rebuked the storm. And then he gave them a question to think about the situation, right? So uh, here he stands up. He says he rebuked the wind and the waves. And he says these three words, uh, quiet, be still, or peace, be still. Everything was still. Only three words of God. Very powerful. Mm -hmm. He didn't right. rebuke his disciples. Yeah. He, he rebuked the wind and the storm. He did, in some ways, you could say, maybe he rebuked them too. But he, it doesn't say exactly that he rebuked. But he, he, made, he gave them a question to really think about the situation, to learn. I think when I took an airplane, uh -huh. this wind is shaped a lot. Uh -huh. Just like this case, uh -huh. I think. I have to keep uh, quiet, just oh. stay quiet uh -huh. uh, with faith. Yes. Uh, that is, He wanted to, to sure. me. You should but, uh, always you know, pray to God and trust God. When the airplane sh uh, shaking, shaking. Lot, yeah, yeah. Nobody do like that. Uh -huh. Nobody can do that, right? Uh, I think we can. I think we can have peace. You can? Can you do? Uh, I usually never get nervous when I'm flying. And like when that happens, shakes, shakes. Uh huh. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it shakes. The plane shakes. You know. Um, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think God gives us peace. Usually, I, I always have peace when I'm flying. Even even if we die, I think even if the plane goes down, I think we can have peace. Just when I took an airplane, some child children that they cried up. They cry a lot, mm. so I complained a lot inside my mind. Oh, why did they cry a lot? Like uh -huh. They make a big noise yeah. like that. Uh -huh. But it, 
uh, as soon as it uh, shaked, the airplane shakes, hmm. uh, all of my complaints disappeared. Oh, hmm. only thankful, thankful for hmm. saving my life. Yeah, right? That's good. <laughs> yeah, God saves our lives. So, that's what Jesus did. He spoke three very powerful words. Uh, when God speaks, His voice is powerful. Uh, the Bible says, in the beginning God said, let there be, and there was. Let there be light, and there was light. Uh, let there be trees uh, in the ground, and there were trees. So when God speaks, His voice is so powerful, right? His word is so powerful that everything obeys, right? Even the wind obeys Him, right? Unfortunately, uh, I think many times people don't obey Him. Everything listens to God, but I think sometimes people, they don't listen to God, right, when He speaks. Freedom of choice can be dangerous, I think. But um, God rebuked the storm and he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Um, they, here they needed to have faith. Uh, and there's also many stories like in the Psalms that talk about God's power over anything. It says, uh, though the wind is raging and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, right? Uh, still we will not fear, right? Because God is our our, our help, our present help in time of trouble, right? Um, so, probably from the scriptures, they, they would have known, okay, God has the power, right, to help us in any situation. Did the disciples ever see Jesus Christ control natural disasters as soon as This, I think, before this event, I, I think this was their first time to see this. Yeah, this was their first time to see that. Uh, before they had just seen some miracles, he controlled, he, he commanded and the evil spirits came out. He preached and taught with authority. Um, he healed, he healed people. Um, they had seen other miracles, uh, like the one where he turned water to wine. That's in the book of John. But it's, we also know that it happened already, because it was one of his first miracles that Jesus did. Um, so they've seen how he has power over the natural world. But they haven't seen it in this way exactly. Right. Yeah. So, mm, that's a good question. Well, so, they, the disciples ask, Who is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Amazing. Okay. Um, well, let's take a look then at uh, chapter 5. Chapter 5. Yes. Jesus hears some men controlled by demons. They went towards the sea of God. Is that? Oh, okay. That's uh, verse 1. So interesting, huh? How that one words it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. They went towards the sea of God to the area of the Gerasenes. Gerasenes? Gerasenes. Mm-hmm. Jesus got out of the boat. A man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. The man lived in the tombs. No one could keep him tied up anymore. Even if, uh, not even a chain uh, could hold him. His hands and feet had often been chained. Okay. But it, but it tore the chains apart and it broke the iron. Um, cough on his ankles. No one was strong enough to control him. Okay, let's stop there. That's that's up to verse four, right? 
You read through verse 4. Okay. Uh, so Jesus went across the lake uh, to the region of the Gerasenes, right? They, they, finished going, they finished their boat journey, and they went across to this place. And it says, when Jesus got out of the boat, there was this evil spirit <coughs> that came to meet him. Uh, came from the tombs. There were some graves, some grave sites over there. Uh, and there was these guys, apparently, a man who lived in the tombs. So uh, apparently there's an area that's kind of open and maybe like a cave, kind of like a cave area. And this man kind of lives over there, it says. But he's a very crazy man because he's, he's been possessed by this evil spirit. And so he just, every time he does something crazy, and all the people in this area, they know about this crazy guy who lives over there. He's possessed with the evil spirit. And um, he had been chained, it says, uh, often. But nobody could really keep him chained because he broke the chains apart. Chains of iron. Um, this, you can imagine this guy's strength, but probably not just his strength, but this uh, evil spirit that was in him. Uh, so, very scary type of man. Probably you tell your kids, do not go on that beach. <laughs> right? Do not go near where this guy is. Uh, so verse 5 says, Night and day among the tombs and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Right? Devils just drive people crazy. And honestly, I think there's a, a lot of these people who are sitting in some mental institution, you know, where we think, oh, they have so many mental problems. But I think sometimes, not just their mind only, but sometimes there's another power, like an evil spirit, right? Um, that has possessed different people. And sometimes we say, oh, they're schizophrenic. You know this word? Schizophrenic, like crazy, like talking to themselves, and they hear many voices and stuff. Okay? Uh, I think many times this is not just some, some disease, right? There's more to it, right? There's, there's an evil spirit um, that is, is harassing somebody, right? So modern psychology, uh, they try to call it some disease, like oh, schizophrenic or this or this or this. Um, but they can't always explain, okay, how does this happen? Where does it come from? Um, and I believe that in many cases, there are these evil spirits, just like the Bible tells us, uh, that actually possess people. Right? And so uh, this person was like that. He was very, very uh, crazy in his mind. And he would cry out with a loud voice and cut himself with stones. I don't know if you've uh, maybe seen or heard about this. Does it? Do you see this happening sometime, sometimes in Korea? Some people, they just like, they have a very troubled mind and they cut themselves. I mean, does it happen here in Korea sometimes? Yeah. Committing suicide. Yeah. Well, so, and some of these people, they're not, they don't commit suicide, but they just like to cut themselves in different ways. And so they have like scars and... That rate is the number one, in, like, uh, like suicide. The OECD countries. Yeah, it's number one in Korea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want and to be you don't want to be first about that, right? No, <laughs> Korean people want to be number one in everything. <laughs> I think, but you don't want that one. But I think your country has so much high stress that's yeah. put on people. Very, very high stress. And children especially, they also have very high stress. 
which I think our nations can feel the real happiness. That's why they did. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's very sad, I think. People need to know how we can have a true happiness. And it's not all about money. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't bring true happiness. Yeah, sure, we need to have some money. Yeah, it's helpful for things, but that's not where true happiness is. So, what case, uh, mm. uh, even the Christians, yeah. they did, they committed suicide. Mm. That's very sad. Um, I sort of, it sort of makes you wonder, like, uh, what were they going through, and what about their faith? Like, how sincere was their faith? I kind of wonder. Yeah. Because uh, usually that's very hopeless. They feel very hopeless. Um, sometimes it's drugs. Sometimes people, they take some drug, and, uh, and this makes them very impulsive. So maybe they feel like down and depressed, you know, for something. And because they took some, some certain drug, uh, it makes them very quick to do something. And they very foolishly kill themselves. Yeah. So also we need to be careful about that. Drugs are not good for us. Yeah. So. Have you ever taken? No, I haven't. No, not like like antidepressant pills or something. Those. Yeah. Like. Like antidepressant. Yeah. Yeah, I've never taken those. But um. Marijuana, the kind of things, is more common to use. Use yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So usually I don't take I don't take anything. I've never taken those depression no, pills. No, when you were in high school, no one friend, close your friend. They didn't. They didn't. Um, I don't remember anyone doing that in high school. In my high school. Is it a big problem in America? Uh, it happens. Take some kind of some bad drug. Take about oh taking drugs. Well, some people take drugs, and I'm not just talking about I'm not just talking about like illegal drugs, but I'm talking also about medical drugs, different different kinds of medical drugs. They're very harsh. They're not yeah. Some of them are very harsh on your body and on your mind also. They're not. Some of them are not very good. Like they say they say like I can help you here, but then they say side effects, so many bad things, right? And people underestimate how bad that can really be, that drug. Yeah. Usually drugs, they just change the form of some disease. They don't always cure the disease, but they change the form. So instead of your pain here, you have pain here. Right. Yeah, that's very common. Um, so anyway, uh, sometimes this happens. Some people, they take antidepressants, uh, and then it makes them more likely to commit something that's bad if they feel if they feel depressed. But, um, anyway, uh, this man was cutting himself and with stones. He was a very wild and crazy guy because of this demon possession. And it says in verse 6, When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Uh, swear to God that you won't torture me. And Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Right. So uh, there's, an, there's an evil demon, a spirit, that is talking to this man, or talking to Jesus, right? And he's using this man. Um, 
Now, the, again, the evil spirits, they know exactly who Jesus is, right? And he says, he comes running to him. And you know, the, the man's own personality is there, too. But he's been suffering so much, right? You can imagine, probably, he wants to be released from this craziness. Um, but the evil spirit's mind is also within him, right? It's, cause, it's just causing him to go do crazy things, right? Like this hurting, cutting, all that stuff. Um, this is Why sometimes did they want to possess others' spirits? Why does he want to do that? Well, the, these, these evil spirits are actually fallen angels. Okay, probably we'll talk about that later. But uh, angels that turned against God. Uh, they follow Lucifer, the, the devil. Um, and so, anyway, they, they love to do bad things, to cause misery and suffering for people. They didn't um, do only the, read their only the spirits. Hmm? They, they, they are, yeah, they're they kind of like these evil spirits. They do not have their own like regular body like we yeah. have. Yeah. Even even though they didn't have uh, their real body, mm -hmm. but it, they can do anything without body. Did, did they uh, anything? It's I think it's very difficult for them to do something. They prefer to possess because as you watch this story. Uh, you'll see why they they actually don't want to be cast out. Even they put just the, the this guy's spirit. Mm. Mm. What did they do uh, using this guy's? Well, they, they only he so sure. only, uh, cut himself. Yeah. What kind of things they did? Yeah, they just made his mind go crazy and he ran around like. They influenced two dead guys. Yeah. Well, I think other people tried to contain him. Probably he wandered around and maybe he did some things um, because some people they tried to chain him before because he's so crazy. But uh, even those chains were broken, right? Um, so not a good thing. But okay, um, just to let you know, we have like eight minutes until the hour, so we're gonna hopefully we'll finish this story up to verse twenty. Um, hopefully we can just but but let's explain a couple things and we'll read. And we'll, I think we can finish then. So, um, Jesus, verse 8. Jesus said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. So, there's actually more than one evil spirit that had possessed this man. Uh, interesting. You know, Jesus also knows the names of all these fallen angels. Because they used to be in heaven. They used to be uh, good angels before they turned against God, before they rebelled, right? Um, and so he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. So there was more than one evil spirit that had come into this man. Many of them, it says. Uh, they were possessing him. And verse 10 says, and he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. Uh, somehow he wanted to, these demons wanted to stay there. Verse 11, a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. All right. Uh, so these demons, um, they went into the pigs. 
So they really didn't want to just be cast out and not have some body to inhabit. So these, you can see these evil spirits, they really uh, desire to take over some body, some person's body, if they can, uh, if they're allowed to. Now, now, I think oftentimes people, by their choices, have allowed the spiritual things to, to plague their life or to come into them. Because usually they cannot just take somebody's life. They cannot just come into somebody so freely. God does not allow them. Jesus does not allow them. But uh, we also have freedom of choice. And sometimes by our own choice, we allowed ourselves to experience something really negative. This man was probably playing around with some type of evil spirit. Um, or, you know, some people say, well, we can talk to the dead. Or we can read your palm and do all kinds of things. You know, and this spiritualistic stuff, there, okay, there is real spiritualism that happens. And there are evil spirits that God says, don't, don't play with. Don't mess around. Uh, don't go around playing Ouija boards and, do you know about these things where they, they put, people put their hand on it and they, they put their hands on something and they try to move and they're like, you know, like, oh, something moved it. Uh, so, yeah, this is, you think maybe, oh, just a joke or something. But actually, Satan loves these things, right? Satan likes to play around with people. And these pigs rushed into the lake. They yeah. They they died. They died. But yeah. How about the evil spirits? Well, the evil they spirits. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but they killed their host, the body that they went into. They killed these pigs. The, the mind of these animals went so crazy. Uh, as soon as their host died, they come out from the body. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't die. But these little, these little animals went so crazy because of these evil spirits that they all just ran for the ocean to die. Right down over the hill. Just panicking and, and died. 2,000 of them. That's so many. <laughs> so many of these animals. Um, and so the, the whole herd died, they drowned in the water in this lake and it says in verse 14 uh, those tending the pigs, that is those taking care of the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside and the people went out to see what had happened when they came to Jesus they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people that, uh, sorry, what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. They say, leave. Um, as Jesus was getting, do you want to read that part? As Jesus was getting? Verse 8. Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed back to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis uh -huh. how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. All right, so... Uh, the Decapolis is this uh, kind of city area. Even the Greek word polis, polis means city in Greek. So Decapolis, this area of city. The man is going around and telling what Jesus did for him. 
so in this story here we see all the, the people taking care of the pigs. They ran, they told the people in the village, the town, and they said, look what Jesus did and look what happened out here. These, these uh, pigs went crazy and they all, they all died. And, uh, and then they see the man, it says he's, he's dressed, he's clothed, he's sitting in his right mind. Right? Jesus just saved this man from a horrible existence. And the only thing these people care about is their pigs. <laughs> All they care about is the money, you know. Jesus, Jesus cast out those demons and all of our pigs ran and died. You know, now how can we get money for the pigs? Right. All they care about is a few dollars. But there's a soul who Jesus just saved. Jesus doesn't care about their um, property? <laughs> um, Jesus cares about, I think, uh, property too. Okay, but he allowed these things to go there. Jesus didn't make the pigs run and die, but the evil spirits made the pigs run and die. Um, Jesus cares more. Jesus cares more about people than property, and and people are so much more important than animals. This is how God looks at things, right? Actually, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The Bible says, if God wants to get rid of something, he gets he lets it go. So people but, was disappointed because of this happening, and yeah. so they they uh, that's why they want when they want to leave him. Yeah, very strange, very strange occurrence, and they're thinking, well, this Jesus, who is he? You know, we've never seen him before, but look what he did, and he drove away our pigs, and they died. Right? Uh, so yeah, in some ways, they're just more concerned with the with these pigs and with a few dollars then they are concerned about this man's soul. Mm. Jesus wants us to understand human life is much more valuable than an animal's life. God loves even the animals. God cares about every little thing that he made. But the most important to God are people. Right? God says, you are made in my image. You are made in God's image. You are a person. God gave us an intelligent mind. God gave us the ability to think, to reason, to love, to choose. Right? He says, you're special. Yeah, even Jesus would die for us, and he did. Right? <coughs> um, so the man was sitting in his right mind. He was dressed. He was calm. Uh, this is what God does for us. <coughs> Maybe our life could be crazy. Maybe it could be wild. But uh, when we meet Jesus, he changes everything. Right? <coughs> he puts us into our right mind. Uh, so that we can be clothed. We can be in a good place. <clears throat> and just to summarize the last couple things, and then we'll finish. <clears throat> the people pled with Jesus to leave. Um, as Jesus was getting into the boat, this man wanted to go with Jesus. He said, Jesus, please take me with you. Right? Someone who healed me like this, I want to go with you. You know, I want to follow Jesus. But <clears throat> Jesus had an important word for him. He says, wait a second. Uh, don't come with me. You go back to your family, go back to your friends, you tell them what great things God has done for you. Right? Share your story, share your experience, what God can do for you. <clears throat> and then watch what happens. And we find out that later, Jesus came back to this area. Now at this time, the people were not ready to receive Jesus. They said, please, sir, just go. Don't, just get out of here. Right? Um, but after they heard the man's story, <clears throat> later when Jesus came to this area, many people were ready to hear Jesus. They wanted to hear. So this man, by telling his story, 
he prepared the hearts of many people to know about God, right, and to receive Jesus Christ. Uh, so Jesus had a missionary work for him. So we see again, first of all, we come to Jesus, we experience healing, and then we go for Jesus. We can tell others, what did Jesus do for me? What did Jesus do in my life? Right? Uh, we can tell. So the man, he did, and uh, he was blessed, and um, the way was prepared for further work of God and the work of Jesus. So this man was a missionary. Jesus gave him a missionary assignment uh, to go and share the great things that God did. So hopefully, if we experience some blessing from God, uh, we do not just try to keep it to ourselves, but we share it. And uh, I think sometimes Christians, they're so comfortable to just sit in a little Christian bubble. And they don't want to talk to anybody else, and they're just Christian, Christian, Christian. But they never talk to the people who really need to hear. Jesus says, don't just get in a comfortable group. Sure, this man, Jesus, the disciples, yeah, let's hang out, right? But Jesus says, wait a second, don't, don't be comfortable like that. You need to go out there and meet other people. And tell them, tell them the good things that Jesus did for you. And then you watch what happens. And so it's the same for us today. Uh, hopefully we won't stay in a little bubble, but hopefully <laughs> we'll go and tell others the great things that God did for us. Is that your desire? Okay. Well, let's have a word of prayer and we can finish. Our Father in Heaven, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much for the amazing things you have done and that you are doing. Um, help us to experience your, your great power working in our lives. Uh, help us to experience your peace and uh, help us to be uh, your faithful servants to go and share what we experience with you. For this we thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.